This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hello guys and welcome to Odds on Europa League. We are going to analyze the second leg of the last 16 round every single game with Dani Fisiquel and Álvaro Romero. Hello guys. Hello. Hello guys. And of course with every one of you, you can ask any question to our guys. Leave a comment in the video and you also will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And do not forget to click on the like button. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get all the notifications whenever we do these live videos. Like today, for instance, with the Europa League, a competition that we love and that gave us uh, some surprises just one week ago. And we're going to start with Arsenal Olympiacos. We have to say that I think we all thought that Arsenal was going to suffer at El Pireo in Athens, but they won comfortably. One thing, there was a comment actually saying that we never trust Arsenal, but it's very difficult to trust this team this season. Now they won even the derby against the Spurs in the Premier League, and they have a huge advantage here. They will qualify. For sure, the question is, Danny, will they win this game? The odds are very low for Arsenal, 1.45 probably. That's why we shouldn't take them. <laughs> probably they're going to win. Certainly they're going to qualify. But uh, because we're talking about betting, why wasting your unit, wasting your money on a 1.44 uh, bet is too low? Let's try to go for something a little bit more adventurous. First of all, an analysis of Arsenal. I think uh, since a month and a half, they started approaching uh, games in a different way. They are more positive. They play nice one-two passes next to the box. The fact that they beat Tottenham without their star man, without Obama Young, shows that the team is definitely improving and Arteta can also take the uh, difficult decisions, of course, because he was left out because of some disciplinary issues. We still don't know if he will play against uh, Olympiacos. They only lost one of the last nine against Man City, so they are obviously uh, in good form and they show they got basically more quality than Olympiacos winning away in Greece is never easy so you know the only bad omen for them is that Olympiacos has won the last two trips to the Emirates actually last year they knocked out Arsenal in a similar fashion after losing the first game but I don't think this is the case let's go for Arsenal to score in both halves 220 Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan, that I saw a tweet actually with his uh, fancy car in the streets of London arriving really late. Uh, Alvaro, what do you think here? Is a deal done for Arsenal for sure, but what bet we can make, uh, we can place in this game? I think that Aubameyang should start cycling to start with. Uh, n- number two, I think that the Arsenal, they have set their eyes in this competition because they believe that they can qualify for the Champions League through the Europa League. And this is a possibility. I mean, in the Premier League, they are 10 points off the Champions League spots. Uh, Chelsea is fourth. Arsenal is very far away from them. And uh, just don't forget that this club doesn't play Champions League football since 2017. I'm going to say that again. 
they haven't played Champions League football in four years. This is Arsenal. Normally, uh, they qualify for the Champions League before with Arsene Wenger for more than 20 years in a row. So, uh, they won the North London Derby. Uh, Daniele was saying that there have been some improvements in there, more positive football. I like Smith Rowe. I think that he uh, was fantastic against Doherty the other day in the North London Derby. Martin Odegaard is playing very well as well. Thomas Partey is one of my the best uh, midfielders in Europe, in my opinion, and he's already getting grips with his best form as well. So, good things for Arsenal, definitely. And Olympiacos, even if they believe, even if they believe, they will have to win here 3-0. I mean, a 2-0 away victory is not enough for them. So, it's so difficult that I don't see Olympiacos uh, scratching um, here a progress to the next round. It's almost impossible. I know that in the weekend, the players like El Arabi, like Valbuena, like Bruma, rested or at least didn't start, uh, which is probably because uh, Pedro Martins is thinking that uh, they can still make a bit of a difference at the Emirates Stadium. But still, I find it so difficult for Olympiacos to go through. It's almost impossible. So in here, if anything, uh, look at this odd. It's kind of interesting. A double chance for Olympiacos just in this game. That pays 313. I wouldn't personally back it, but it's there. Uh, if Arsenal, for example, takes this game in a relaxed way. And both teams to score is something that I do fancy as well. I mean, if you put more than one pound, if you put three, four, uh, you're getting, you know, almost multiplied by two, your bet. Uh, you're getting 195 per unit for both teams to score. And I like this one. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy game, I think, to place our bets. And Van is saying Arsenal, Asian handicap minus 1.5, odds are 2.33. So they need to win at least for two goals difference to win our bet. Then the other team of London, Tottenham, they are traveling to Zagreb to play against Dinamo Zagreb. They have a good advantage in the first leg, 2-0 with the brace score by Harry Kane. But it's never easy to go to the Balkanic countries playing away in the Croatian League. They are leaders, last nine home games in the Europa League, six victories and two draws. So if uh, Zagreb takes the lead, uh, the Spurs might have problems, but of course they are huge favourites uh, to advance in the competitions. But the odds for an Spurs victory here are quite all right. Alvaro, 2.10. They're all right, yeah. Uh, and I do like them. I also like the Asian handicap of minus, minus 1.5 for Tottenham as well. That pays 3.75. Let me tell you why. I think that, uh, look, number one, the best player in the Europa League probably plays for Spurs, at least to me, Harry Kane. He has scored 26 goals for Spurs this season. And let's not forget that uh, Harry Kane sometimes uh, is giving a lot of assists as well. He's been quite generous this season. So, uh, But at the same time, Tottenham are a flat-track bully. What I mean with this is that since they topped the table in early December, every time they had a game against one of the teams of the top 10 in the Premier League, they have been beaten. They lost against Arsenal last weekend, against Chelsea, against Manchester City, against West Ham United, against Liverpool twice, and against Leicester City. So, whenever they have an easy opponent in front of them, they just destroy them. Uh, they play with them as if they were a toy in their hands. And this is why uh, players like Son or Harry Kane or Gareth Bale, for example, they've been enhancing their stats lately. I think that Tottenham is a good flat track bully. And against Dinamo Zagreb, they are going to be very daring, very adventurous. They know that they don't have much to lose because they pretty much wrapped it up, uh, wrapped it up in London last week. And I, I think that that's, that's why the Asian handicap of minus 1.5 for sports is so good. Dinamo Zagreb, well, uh, 
we could make many narratives around this team, but the truth is that the last time they played in London, you could see that they didn't have Tottenham's level. I'm sorry. I know that they won to nil the last six league games, which is great for them, great defending. But when it comes to the European scenario, when it comes to playing the big teams, they are obviously missing something. For uh, Dinamo Zagreb in London, the best player was uh, the keeper, Livakovic. He kept one or two out, so it could have been much bigger score. Uh, the concern with Spurs, as Alvaro said rightly, is that they are strong against the weak side and very weak against the strong side because they play passive football and we saw that the weekend. Another concern is that they're going to have an injury, important injury for Son. I wonder whether Mourinho is going to rest Harry Kane. Uh, there are important games coming up. He's going to be called up by the England team, so he's going to play three qualifiers soon. So probably this is the good moment to rest your main man. Remember, Spurs are only six points behind the fourth position, so they can still make it. They got the League Cup final coming up. I think they wrapped it up the qualification. So in this case, I think Mourinho is going to be even more conservative. I still think they're going to qualify. So for this reason, maybe a first half draw could be a nil-nil, could be a 1-1 in the first half, 2-27. Mm, Tottenham, the biggest favorite to win the title with Man United, odds 5.0 to qualify. They pay nothing, basically 1.01 the bookies because uh, they think they are qualified already. Also, Granada have the same result as the Spurs. They won 2-0 in the first leg against uh, Molde. That's a great result to uh, all veterans. Uh, well, if they are veterans, they are all for sure. The two veterans, Jorge Molina and Soldado, scored the goals. Molde, we know that they are not playing in the league. And Granada, actually, they got a victory in La Liga. The thing is that we thought that Granada could uh, put a battle, that they were favorites to beat the Norwegian team. Now they have the good result. Dani, we saw how Granada defended in San Paolo, in the Diego Armando Maradona. They are very good, very experienced team. So probably that result should be enough to defend. And it's amazing the, what Granada is doing in this first participation in a European competition uh, this year. I think qualifying for uh, the quarterfinals, it's above the, the, the wildest dream. I think they would never imagine this. And, you know, as Alvaro sometimes pointed out, there is a Granada in the league and a Granada in Europe. But recently in the league, they've been all right. There was a lucky victory. Maybe at the weekend, the goal was a little bit of a scrappy one. Second clean sheet in a row. They are eighth, so they're going to stay in La Liga for another year, deservedly. And in, in Europe, they can just enjoy themselves. Let's see which team they're going to be paired up in the next round, because I'm sure they're going to uh, qualify. And for Molde, uh, the problem is, you know, a team that hasn't yet started the competitive season back in Norway, I think is always going to be a disadvantage when playing competitive football. They did it well against Offenheim, but their limits were exposed by the experience of Granada. I think Granada could be happy to play for a draw in this one. The draw is quite high, 355, so that's quite adventurous. There is an Asian handicap plus 0.25 for Molde, which pays 1.95. Uh, so, I mean, if you know, you take your calculator, basically, if they draw, you win the bet. If, mm. you know, if they lose, you, you lose only a stake of your bet. 
This Granada reminds me to Rayo Vallecano or Alaves that were Alaves. able to arrive at the very late Alaves. stages of uh, Copa de la UEFA. Getafe. UEFA Getafe. And Getafe, of course, uh, playing against uh, Bayern Munich. Alvaro, you think uh, Granada could suffer in Norway or not really? Not really, because I do believe that uh, for a team like Molde that hasn't played uh, any football lately, only European football, uh, it becomes very difficult suddenly to put a fight against a team that is uh, so used to uh, battling uh, day after day or every three days. And I do know that Granada can be tired, obviously, because in September they played a lot of football um, as they had to qualify for the Europa League before they played the competition. But still, uh, I thought that the team would be more knackered at this stage of the competition and they are actually doing the job very well. Daniele pointed out something against Real Sociedad, they got a clean sheet, uh, despite Real Sociedad perhaps deserving a bit more when it comes to expected goals and all that. But Granada is a very professional team and when they uh, have been in the European stage, in the European scenario, instead of having a complex of inferiority, they have brought up the, the best they had. I mean, that, that has been quite amazing. I mean, they have beaten Pauk Thessaloniki, or at least qualified in a group with them, with PSV in Dover, uh, then they did Napoli as well, so uh, hats off to them. Look, uh, I think that it's a reflection of how good they are, the fact that the Portuguese national team, for example, team, for example they have capped two players of Granada. I mean, this is Portugal, it's a top national team, and they got uh, Ruiz Silva and Domingos Duarte in the squad. So, you know, there are some quality players in there, uh, some experienced players as well, like Roberto Soldado, Jorge Molina. So, for this game, I am expecting a very professional display of Granada. Uh, for example, a clean sheet for Granada, another one, it will be the third one in a row, that pays 325, not crazy, not crazy. And the under two goals market, let's say that Granada wants to put a solid display, that pays 270. So, under two goals in this game is something that I do fancy a lot, 270. Vine mm -hmm. is telling us that Granada were very lucky to not concede against Molde in the first leg. And this is going to be one of the most exciting games in this round. Over 2.5 goals at 1.9. And both teams to score. Well, let's see if Granada, they were able to defend the result at the Diego Armando Maradona. They have the same result against a weaker team. So let's see. Next one uh, was one of the most interesting uh, fixtures, I think, in this uh, last 16 round. Shakhtar Roma. Sorry, Alvaro, but Roma were way better and they had a 3-0 result at the Olympico. One of the best performances probably of the season with El Sarawi doing really well. They were also a bit lucky because the goalkeeper, Pau, uh, made uh, some good saves and now they have a really good result to defend 3-0 hopefully they don't play like in Parma because they lost in the weekend uh, probably now giving more importance to the European competition rather than the Serie A but they have to fight for the Champions League uh, here Alvaro Shakhtar Roma the victory of Shakhtar pays really well actually 3.04 I think these odds are not bad at all no, they are not bad at all. I, I will back that one, um, or at least I will encourage you con to consider that. I think that Shakhtar could be the first team to score in this game uh, that will duplicate, uh, double up your bet. And there is one that I do like here as well. If you uh, bet more than one unit, uh, let's say that you like betting 100, all right, both teams to score, 
that pays 168. So you can get a good lot out of out of both teams to score. We do know that Shakhtar defensively, they proved that they weren't great. They proved that in the Champions League as well. I think that their goal difference in the Champions League group stage was absolutely mental. Wow. Uh, and uh, I think that, yes, Shakhtar will probably attack. And maybe not uh, with the faith that they will be able to, to go through at the end of the day. They don't even play at home. They are playing in Kiev, you know. But uh, if Shakhtar attacks and Roma has... Uh, you know those uh, big gaps to go for the counter. Uh, it's not very, uh, it's not very crazy to believe that both teams are going to score a goal. So uh, I think that I'm going to keep the both teams to score for the Aka and Shakhtar to be the first team to score is something I do fancy. That duplicates your bet. Uh, let's not forget that Shakhtar can score goals. I mean, uh, it's an exception what happened in Rome, uh, in Roma. Sorry, uh, losing three 0 For example, this weekend they. They won 4 nil. I'm not saying that uh, when they go to the European scenario, they can translate those four goals against Roma. But definitely they are a team that if they do something well, is going forward. So I am backing Shakhtar to, you know, at least to put uh, a nice display uh, when it comes to attacking football. Well, I'm even more confident about Shakhtar doing well. I will actually go for a Shakhtar win, which is 2.86. Uh, I think Roma will qualify. And, you know, we need to give credit to Fonseca's men for the way they approach the game at the Olimpico. Uh, they got the tactics spot on. A lot of runs in behind the slow defense of Shakhtar. They were good in both boxes, good on set pieces. So absolutely deserved for Roma uh, to go through. However, uh, Roma showed us at the weekend and during this season that as soon as they start making changes, they lose consistency. They have the problem with Dzeko coming back from an injury and he was not very sharp against Parma. You know, they considered two against one of the worst attack, probably the worst attack in uh, Serie A uh, so far this season. They are missing Veretout, very important in the midfield. Uh, they are missing Smalling. Maybe he's back, maybe he's not. You know, that's a really important player for them. Uh, so... You know, Roma can afford to lose also because the next game at home, they go Napoli and the, the fight for the fourth place in Italy, it's hotting up. And the Shakhtar, yes, they showed us sometimes they, they lack the cutting edge. They create a lot of chances, but they don't have the number nine, the good goal scorer that scores you the stupid goals or loads of goals. But the omens are good for Shakhtar. Three times they met uh, Roma home, three wins. So I'm going to go for a Ukrainian win in this time. We have very good odds for Shakhtar victory. I'm surprised. And for sure, we expect goals. Also, the bookies over three goals is paid 2.38. The odds are not uh, really high, but uh, I guess we should expect goals uh, talking with uh, about an offensive team like Shakhtar that needs a comeback. Then the most interesting game, I think, in this uh, Thursday, Milan, Man United, two Giants uh, meeting in San Siro after the draw in Old Trafford. Kiair scored a header um, and probably was well deserved, actually, that draw that uh, Milan got in Old Trafford. Now, uh, still, Man United is a uh, favorite, is even favorite to win this game. Uh, odds uh, 2.26, Milan victory 3.55. Danny, we know actually how Milan struggled at home in San Siro. They lost again against uh, Napoli in the weekend. Um, I don't know how you see this very, very, very tight tie. Milan at home, especially since at the beginning of the year, they've been 
quite poor, I must say. But against Napoli, they were a touch unlucky. They should have had a penalty in the last minute. They had chances as well. And remember, they were missing Ibrahimovic. Uh, they were still missing Benasser in the middle of the pitch. So the squad of Milan is not that deep. And what they've done so far with the second lines, with the reserve, is quite amazing. We have to remember, this is a team that was in, you know, in no man's land last year at this stage of the season. However, uh, obviously they lost contact with Inter at the top of the league and they need to look behind because, again, there are a lot of teams that perhaps in Italy have more quality than them when we look at 16, 17 players. So the fourth spot for Milan is not quite certain because they seem not to deliver against the top teams. However, against Manu, they did really well. They control uh, the tempo of the game. They had a lot of chances. They were quite resilient. So, you know, it's a very difficult one uh, to, to balance considering that, uh, you know, uh, in five of the last four games, Milan never scored more than two goals. Uh, and Man United gets back very important players, players especially with pace. Rashford, as I said, I think in Italy... Perhaps the Italian defences, they're not quite used to be attacked at such a speed, at such pace. So that could be an issue if he plays. Cavani might be back as well. Also, Man United, they're not scoring loads of goals. In the last, in the last six games, never more than two goals. And they only won against West Ham thanks to an own goal. I think this is going to be tight. It could go to extra time. So let's go for a first half, half draw in this case, 2-21. And Alvaro, you agree with Daniele, Man United delivers actually when they are playing against uh, big teams. Recently, they even uh, won the derby of Manchester. What do you think here? Well, I think Daniele was spot on. The draw in the first half is something I fancy as well. Look, uh, I believe that Manchester United, uh, they are a team that doesn't need to win the Europa League as much as their manager needs to win it. In the sense that... Uh, you know, this is a trophy that they won in 2017, as far as I can recall. Uh, they are already pretty much qualified for the Champions League. It would be disastrous if they don't qualify for the Champions League next season, considering that they are second in the Premier League. Uh, this weekend, they pretty much put a very big distance with West Ham United uh, in fifth position after they beat them 1-0. Uh, for Milan, winning the Europa League is not a must, but I think that they will celebrate it more than Manchester United. Number one, because they, that would uh, guarantee their presence in the Champions League next year. And number two, because as far as I can recall, Milan hasn't won a big trophy since 2011 when they won the league title. So I think that if anyone uh, needs this trophy, it's AC Milan more than anybody else. Maybe Arsenal almost as much or Spurs uh, because they are not sure that they will play the Champions League next year either. So the odds are very favorable for Manchester United. I can see why at the end of the day this team went to uh, Real Sociedad to play uh, against Real Sociedad away and they destroy them. It's a team that away in the Europa League has been good. Uh, it's a team that uh, they got a lot of pace, speed. Uh, they can uh, hurt you on the break as well. So I like the draw in the first half. This is something interesting for me. The Asian Handicap 0 for Milan is something that you could fancy to 257. Why not? Why not that one? But the over three goals thing is my favorite here. That is 275. And let's not forget that there are some key players coming back. Daniele can uh, uh, give us the team news, but I think that Ibra and Romagnoli are recovered. I don't know if they will play, but they are recovered, which is very good for Milan. Maybe Ibra, no. Maybe, Maybe Ibra, no. let's see Maybe with Ibra then. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Manchester United has uh, so many attacking players that could be back, even though they are still doubtful, no? Like Cavani. Uh, Rashford, Martial, Pogba, Dan Van de Beek, 
all those uh, the fitness all, of all those attacking players will be assessed before the game. So that's why I'm backing so badly the over three goals because who attacking players may be on the pitch. That pays 275. Ibra will play for Sweden. He's been called yeah. again yeah. actually for the national team. We will see Ibra in the Euro and that's good. Then next game, Rangers, Slavia, Prague. Uh, same result as the previous one. 1-1 one, one in the first leg in the Czech Republic and we know that the Slavia Prague they were able to beat Leicester City in the previous round 0-2 also in the island so be careful Rangers they won the title uh, recently we know that and at home they are performing quite good in the Europa League four victories one draw uh, Alvaro the odds for Rangers victory 2.3 but it's kind of eye-catching seeing a double chance or an Asian handicap 0 for Slavia Prague actually. Asian Handicap Zero, that pays 249 uh, at the time of uh, doing this show. And Slavia to qualify pays 240. And I'm backing those two. I think that Slavia Prague uh, can be as good as Glasgow Rangers. Uh, no club in Europe, or at least in the Europa League, has gotten the hand of Slavia Prague. Uh, they are going through many rounds and nobody seems to know exactly why, but they do it. Uh, they do have a few players here and there that maybe they don't, they don't score, but they really fancy as well. Like Stancio, for example, the Romanian player. In general, they got good quality. And I think that uh, Glasgow Rangers, they have already um, filled their boots this season, winning the title after going into administration, after uh, being relegated. Uh, you know, Steven Gerrard has done such an immense job that uh, that cannot be overlooked. However, maybe Glasgow Rangers feels that the season... Uh, has been a success already, if you know what I mean, because they got the title after so many years. Uh, whereas for Slavia Prague, this is a still work in progress. I mean, uh, they are the best, the best team in the Czech Republic. Now, why not to think that they can go back, for example, to a Champions League, sorry, to a Europa League quarterfinals, as they did in 2019. And since they are a very good team, I'm going to back them. Slavia to qualify 240, an Asian handicap of zero for them, 249. <clears throat> I agree with Alvaro because uh, in the sense that uh, for Rangers, that sense of satisfaction of being fulfilled clearly showed in the first leg because they started the game appalling. They were so slow, so sluggish. However, however, yeah, probably not. A bit of celebration. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's all good. You know, when you win a title after 11 years, yeah, come on, you can have a drink or two, of course. And I'm sure they had, but... I think the Rangers have already done the hard bit because they went to Prague. They got a 1-1 against the run of play because McGregor in goal was amazing. He did two or three, four saves. Incredible. And now they go back to Ibrox in the home turf where they only lost once in the last 23 European games. Of course, most of them with Gerard at the helm. And they have, they can play for a nil-nil and they qualify. So I think Rangers have got a massive advantage on this game because they managed not to lose when everything was against them. If we look at the fact that, you know, they might have some key players back, Tavernier, you know, is a defender. He scored 13 goals. There are some, some strikers that will be jealous of that record in Europe and other players back. Out of a sudden, you think Rangers might have a chance here because, again, the mentality, the European pedigree. Do not forget who managed Rangers. He's a man that has been there, has done that as a player in such a tense uh, situations, and he has delivered many, many times. Okay, 
Sunday, there is the small matter of the old firm against Celtic, but that's done and dusted. Who cares if they lose against Celtic? They can go on and enjoy themselves in the Europa League and establish themselves even more as a European you know, uh, power. I'm going to go for Rangers winning this one, 225. Okay, Dani goes for Rangers, uh, Alvaro for Slavia Prague. It would have been funny seeing Rangers fan traveling uh, traveling to Prague <laughs> in the Europa League. I'm sure the, all the bars in the Czech Republic will be very happy next year. Maybe we see Rangers fans uh, traveling around Europe. Uh, next game, Villarreal, Dinamo Kiev. I was surprised, I have to say, to see Villarreal winning 0-2 with the full match scoring the goals. Pau Torres and Albiol, so they have a very good result to defend uh, at El Madrigal or at the Estadio de la Ceramica, and they even won uh, finally in La Liga in the weekend. They beat Eibar on the road as well, as well, one three. The odds for Villarreal are very low to win this game, one point five seven. And if something we've learned about Villarreal this season is that they are not easy to trust uh, at any game, Danny. Very difficult, although they won four of the last five, yes, but they were mostly Europa League games. Um, I think, you know, the display in Kiev was really good because they had chances, they could have scored more. Uh, the experience and the quality of some players showed the experience of the manager, Unai Emery, again, another one who's been there and done that multiple times in Europe. It was important. Uh, they do depend a lot on their front two. Uh, Gerard Moreno has been ex excellent so far this season. 17 goal, 10 assists, 3 assists at the weekend. So if he plays, uh, Villarreal are guaranteed a good presence, as well as with Pablo, Pablo Alcacer. I read the stats about him. One goal every 59 minutes at home in the Europa League. So it's almost a guarantee of, of a scoring. Dinamo Kiev, um, we all said in the previous video, they're very young. This, is the, this was the backbone of the under-17 Ukrainian team. Uh, sorry, under-19 Ukrainian team who won the World Cup in 2019. Uh, there are a lot of young players who play for Shevchenko in the national team. They obviously had a disappointing experience in the Champions League. Disappointing because they, never, they didn't even have a shot on goal against Villarreal in the first uh, leg. So, obviously, yes, they look eliminated now. I think, uh, again, because of the way Villarreal approached the game in the first uh, in the first game, I think uh, this is going to be probably done and dusted at the first half. Uh, a first half win for El Submarino Amarillo for uh, Villarreal, 215. Mm, Villarreal won both legs as well against Salzburg, uh, showing probably the experience of Emery in this uh, competition. Alvaro, you also think that uh, Villarreal will win again this game? I think so. I think that this is uh, for Villarreal to win it. And in fact, I'm going to keep that for the ACA because uh, on its own, it doesn't give you a lot of value, only 157. Uh, you know, there are a few things here that are interesting uh, when it comes to the knockout competitions that make a difference with the league competitions. What, for example, if Villarreal scores two goals, let's say, that if they go 2-0 up in this tire, I think that they will, naturally, they will relax a little bit and Dinamo Kiev can put another goal back. Uh, whereas in the league, maybe every club will be thinking, you know, I'm going to keep a clean sheet because this is good for me, for my goal difference. Uh, and at the end of the season, the goal difference count. So I wouldn't back Villarreal, for example, for a clean sheet for this season. And I back both teams to score. That pays 195. And I think that is a quite, kind of a wise bet in here. Uh, Villarreal are doing quite okay uh, at this stage of the competition. They have recovered a little bit. And I don't think that they will end up being in the fourth spot, which is uh, what they got Unai Emery for. 
Eh, and the Europa League is their best possible way of qualifying for the Champions League, probably. It's still too far. They have to win how many? Five more games, uh, which is not easy. Or at least, you know, get the better of the, the next five games. But, you know, uh, if they want to qualify for the Champions League, it's like Arsenal or Spurs. They have to nail it in this competition. Paco Alcácer probably has set his eyes in the top scorer on the competition. He has scored five in the Europa League, I believe, and he has some chances of topping the top scoring table here. Gerard Moreno is playing very well. He's been capped by the Spanish national team. And right now, I cannot imagine that there is any other, any better Spanish striker. Um, at the minute, all together with Álvaro Morata, they are going to probably battle for the number nine position in Spain. So they've got some interesting players as well. Funes Mori, uh, Juan Foyt, former sports player. Uh, whenever Raúl Albiol or Pau Torres are not there, uh, they are also delivering defensively, so there are some positives to take from Unai Emery's team. As uh, Daniel said, Unai Emery has won the Europa League three times, so we have to believe uh, in Villarreal here. So an Asian handicap of minus one is something that I like for Villarreal as well, that doubles up your bet. And uh, yeah, I will take those. I mean, both teams to score and the Asian handicap of minus one for Villarreal are my favorite bets. Uh, let's don't forget that Dinamo Kiev is a good team anyway, because they are topping the Ukrainian league. But at the same time, you know, uh, the other day, uh, they didn't look that good against Villarreal. So I think that the Spanish team is set to be in the quarterfinals and, of course, on Friday's draw. Mm -hmm. And Vano is telling us, uh, Gerard Moreno, goal scorer at any time, 2.05. You mentioned it, uh, Alvaro, could be another option. He's in uh, great form. Um, and then we have only one game left, and this is uh, absolutely done. The tie, Young Boys Ajax, Ajax uh, thrash the Swiss team 3-0 in the first leg, but all goals actually came in the second half. Now Ajax is, is favorite to win the game, 2.24, but actually the odds are quite uh, all right. They were able to beat Lille in France in the previous round. Álvaro, would you take these odds for Ajax? Maybe seeing that Ajax and Young Boys almost uh, always give us goals. Also, the over market could be something that we can take a look at. Yeah, I think Young Boys scored a lot of goals. And uh, the last time they went scoreless, in fact, was against Ajax in the reverse fixture. Look, uh, they are not doing great in the league. They have drawn the last four games in the domestic competition. But they are still topping the table, young boys. But we have to say that uh, this is not a team that is uh, doing brilliantly right now in the local competition uh, and they are losing in the Europa League just because they played against a better team. This is a team that in, the, in their domestic competition, they are still topping the table, but they are getting some disappointing results. Uh, look, I think that the young boys are paying a little bit here the fact that they are inexperienced. This is the first time they are in, the first, in, in this round. Uh, of the Europa League competition and uh, what they did against Bayer Leverkusen was already fantastic. I mean, they could put it to bed like that, saying, look, we have killed one of the German giants, you know. And against Ajax, I thought that they were going to at least put a better fight and I really thought that they were going to score at least one goal. Since I do believe that uh, this team relies on their scoring possibilities and their scoring threat, I'm going to back Young boys to score all together with Ajax here. That is both teams to score 154. I keep that for the Akan and the Ajax to score in both halves. That market is uh, my favorite one for this game. That pays 275. And I want to see, for example, if uh, who is going to be the new striker of uh, RB Leipzig, Brovi, is still scoring or not. So, you know, why not uh, to keep an eye on that player because he seems to be set to make the headlines very soon. 
And we were all disappointed uh, last week. We were expecting a golf fest in Amsterdam. You know, we all appreciated oh. how young boys with Siebacu, with Fashnak, you know, they, they, they create a lot of chances in the previous round. Only one shot on target against Isaac. Ajax. Big disappointment, but credit to uh, the Dutch champions for uh, uh, showing consistency at home. We said before um, they didn't have great results in the Champions League against Atalanta, against Liverpool. Um, however, their away forms recently for Ajax in Europe is not great. Four defeats in the last five, but they scored two and beat Lille away in the previous round. So I think for this time round, uh, they're going to be goals. I think what we saw in the first leg was quite an anomaly. So let's go for over 3.5 goals, which pays 250. Ajax probably could relax a little bit and concede. We know young boys can score, but also Ajax have got very fast players that can hit them on the break. Hmm. Bookies expect uh, a lot of goals because uh, the line is in over three goals. We have odds for 2.0 for that. So that means that uh, Bookies expect goals in Switzerland. Then we have all eight games uh, analyzed. Danny, let's see your Okay, let's try again because last week Europa League, let, or remember, let down only by the last minute equalizer by Kier. And then you say, people don't love Milan. Dinamo Zagreb, Tottenham, Tottenham and, uh, under two goals. So Dinamo Zagreb, Tottenham under two goals. Shakhtar, 1x, double chance. Ranger to qualify. Villarreal to score in both. Halves, total odds, 13.91. Mm -hmm. Remember, guys, we will write it down in the description box because uh, everyone is excited always about the ACAS. Alvaro, yours? I think that Daniel and I have had a couple of discrepancies here, and one of them is uh, that Tottenham will not play with Harry Kane. Daniel thinks that he won't, uh, probably Mourinho won't play him, and I do believe that even if he doesn't play, Carlos Vinicius has been scoring so many goals in the Europa League that Tottenham can score many this time at Zagreb. So I'm going for the following. An Asian handicap of minus one for Spurs. Mm, both teams to score in the Shakhtar Donetsk against Roma. Villarreal to win. And both teams to score in the Young Boys versus Ajax. That will pay 12.59. Okay. We have some discrepancies, then our audience can pick up uh, their bets in all the analysis that we've done. Thank you, guys. And remember, please leave a comment in the video saying your opinion, if you agree with Dani, with Alvaro, and you will have the chance to win a £10 free bet with Novibet. And do not forget, if you enjoy our videos, to support us by clicking the like button, uh, subscribing to our channel, and click on the bell to get all the notifications if you prefer listening to the videos in the podcast you can also hear us in any podcast then guys see you very soon we have more european football after the international break thank you very much bye bye thank you bye bye